0: Welcome podcasters. They're not podcasters. We're the podcasters. We are the podcasters. What are they? Listeners. Pod listeners. Welcome pod listeners. (laughs) That's not a word. It is now. Excellent. Fine. Welcome pod listeners to (laughs) uh, another edition of the She Watchables podcast. Oh, it's the November edition already. I know. I don't know where this year has gone. Yeesh. I know, it is the November uh, mm. issue, and we are Bessie and Rita to introduce ourselves as we always forget to do. And we are uh, very We, have, we <laughs> have just we have no film uh, study qualifications whatsoever, apart from half an online uh, film <laughs> study. I found I found the certificate She's the other day. You've got more than half. I found the certificate the I other know, day. Well so impressed. you know, we, 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 I've got the certificate. The fact that Did I didn't really? watch all the films, neither here nor there. You watched about 90% more than I did. It just shows you what, <laughs> what a, a, a joke and a con uh, educational <laughs> establishments are, though. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we we just like to yammer on about films. Yeah, we we've, we've got to at yammering about films. We are. I, well, I think we are. Well, we enjoy it, and that's the main we thing. We do. Um, and we yammer on about films that are non-Hollywood films, British and international pictures. Mm-hmm. And this month is no exception. Oh, this is such a British film. Well, it is. Yeah. But um, anyway, we'll get into that. I know. It's very British. Me skipping to the end already. You are, you are skipping <laughs> to the middle. <laughs> let's yeah.
1: introduce the film that we're talking <laughs> let's about. Let's do it, let's
0: do it. So I don't think we've ever gone back this far. I don't think we have Before. But we thought it was about time that we, that we represented mm-hmm. um, the uh, one of the Ealing classics. Yeah. It is a classic. Mm-hmm. From 1955. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, shall I tell them? Go for it. It is The Lady Killers. The 1955 version. The, the yeah. original version. Yeah, the original
1: version. Um, I've never seen any other version, actually.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, Palatine am... wants to
1: watch the Tom Hanks version.
0: I, I, I'm a Coen Brothers completist. Yeah. So I have seen the remake. In fact, I have the remake. You're very welcome to borrow it. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe more on that later. Um, But yes, the original is a black comedy. Um, It is almost 70 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's... uh, (laughs) My maths at this time of night just uh, not working. It's about a group of criminals who involve an unsuspecting old dear in a robbery. Mm -hmm. What could possibly go wrong? Oh dear. Mm. Well, they do find out, don't they? They do. Find out what, what could indeed go wrong. <laughs> um, so it's rated 7.6 on IMDb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think it's very fair. Yeah.
1: I mean, I could give it a little more, yeah. personally. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, 7.6, I'll go for that. Fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know whether when people watch old films like this, they kind of... Um, you've got to put it in the context of its time, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe people mark it down a little bit because it's a little bit dated. Yeah. I don't know. But um, we'll come back to that as well. Mm-hmm. We shall. Uh, it's only 91 minutes long. I mean, perfect. I know. It's lovely is yeah. isn't it? Winner. It's lovely. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a U-rated film as well. Which yeah. Have we ever done... I
0: don't think we've ever done it. Surely Paddington must be a U. Oh, yeah, it must be. You'd yeah. think so. It must be. But this, I've written down. It's a U. Uh-huh. There is a kosh, a knife, mm-hmm. a violent robbery, and <laughs> four murders.
1: Spoiler <laughs> alert! Yeah, are you and Alec Guinness lurking around like S-
0: real, scary. really scary yeah.
1: Nosferatu-esque?
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. What have I written down? He's like when he turns up, he says, um, "You live here all alone." I know. I'm so it's like creepy. almost full-on home invasion, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it is. it's, uh, it's how he stalks so are down the street as well. Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, I it's don't understand why really. No, me neither. I think it should at least be a, yeah. a, a PG.
1: Although you know, for me, I always thought Paddington should be like a 15 because of the opening, because so, of the distress, because of the distress caused. Yeah. yeah, but there you go.
0: Definitely. Well, it is odd. I'm not sure. Um, I, I didn't look actually at the BBFC uh, description mm-hmm. of it, but that would be interesting. Yeah, because there there are things in it that are a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. distressing. Yeah. You don't see the violence on screen, but uh or well, you don't see the violence with the it's an armed robbery, isn't it? Yeah basically. I mean they they do like yeah, they club the
1: guys over the head. Yeah. And, and then, clearly and unconscious. Then, yeah. And then there's the whole end sequence where mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Actual murders. Actual murders. So yeah, I'm not quite sure how the BBFC get away with giving it a U, but a U it is. Footnote. Looks like The Lady Killers was reclassified in 2020 as a PG, although IMDb still lists it as a U-film. The content advice reads thus. Violence. Characters are killed falling off a roof, being hit by a plank of wood and being shot. The deaths take place off screen, but one scene features a fight between two men above a railway line in which there is gunplay and a cruel determination on both their parts to kill each other. Dead bodies are disposed of by being thrown over a railway bridge, in undetailed manner. A kosh is used during a robbery, so we think they probably got it right this time. Mm-hmm. It was nominated for. Did you notice how few um, awards are listed? on Yeah, India, but that's just because they didn't because exist. Because it was
1: nineteen fifty-five. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so it was nominated for original screenplay Oscar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It won a BAFTA. For original screenplay, mm-hmm. and Katie Johnson, who plays uh, Louise Wilberforce, won uh, Best Film Actress. Yeah, at the Baftas. Well Good done, honor. her. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did spot that it was nominated for Best British Film, mm-hmm. but didn't win. Yeah. So I had to look up what did win. Oh, go on. What did win? Uh, it was Laurence Olivier's Richard III. Oh, Which okay. you can't really argue against. Yeah. The Dam Busters was also that year. Wow. So, strong year. Very strong competition. Yeah, yeah. So, fair enough. hmm mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll allow that. Yeah. Uh, Alec Guinness got uh, an acting nomination the same year, but for The Prisoner. Oh, right. okay. Not the TV series. Uh, mm. but uh But, yeah. So, Alec Guinness got his, got his nomination. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fair enough, considering there were yeah. probably only the Oscars and the BAFTAs at that time. Mm-hmm. Very little else. else? Uh, it's a shame it couldn't win the uh, Screen Actors Guild Ensemble Award. <laughs> but the Screen Actors Guild wasn't invented yeah. by then. Didn't so have such things. Absolutely. Uh, so... What makes it a British film? Mm, interesting point. Mm-hmm. There are many people who have pontificated long and hard about this film and read all kinds of things into it that may yeah. or may not be there about the fact that Mrs Wilberforce's lopsided house um, could represent the last vestiges of clinging on to the British Empire mm-hmm. where the house okay. is clinging on to the edge of the you know where the tunnel is yeah. and it's falling down and... Um, Mrs Wilberforce is clinging to British values mm-hmm. and maybe that's a good thing or maybe she's holding us all back right, metaphorically okay. yeah I'm not sure if if any of this is actually in the film or whether people are just guys it's an ealing comedy yeah absolutely it's not that deep it's not <laughs> no, no. Um, you bring to you get out of films what you bring to them don't yeah you? I suppose yeah. so um, but I think I mean obviously cast British mm-hmm We'll come back to the, uh, the script and the director. They're yeah. The kind of the kind of British. Yeah. Kind of, um, but I think what makes it particularly British filmed, obviously, mm-hmm. in uh, London and at Ealing Studios, and I just think it's the whole British. It's got a British sensibility, mm-hmm. hasn't it? It does. The, the manners and the fact that five grown men would be cowed. <laughs> By a little old lady telling them off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, an ever so
1: well spoken. Yes. A bunch of criminals yeah. for the most part, and yeah, Mrs Wilberforce is uh, very, cut class English, isn't she? Mm. She's very newsreaderish. Yes. And the way she talks. Very and, happy. You know, very strong morals. Mhm. Yep. So yeah. Plus, I think the supporting cast as well as yep. the main cast. You know, we've got a bit of a yep. like sort of international cast in some way but yeah some of the supporting act actors are um, very very British mm.
0: yeah yeah. Very so good. the um, the script was written by William Rose mm-hmm. I feel you're going to have another opinion but uh, the script was written <laughs> by William Rose who was yeah. actually American mm-hmm. um, he came over during World War Two and stayed here and married a British woman. Mm-hmm. So that's funny. Yeah. The fact that a, a, a BAFTA-winning script was written by about British yeah. uh, manners and sensibilities was written by an American. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander McKendrick, who directed it, was born in the US mm-hmm. um, and grew up in Scotland. Yeah. So we will allow that. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Um,
1: so, yeah, I was mentioning earlier... Um, before we started recording, that um, there is an uncredited writer Mm -hmm. called Jimmy O'Connor. Okay. And while I was doing a little bit of research on on the writers, um, this story, I mean, it's quite incredible. So I hope you don't mind me taking a minute to tell you. Go for it. So uh, Jimmy O'Connor was a bit of a troubled individual. Right. He grew up in a very, very deprived area of Paddington mm-hmm. and turned to crime when he was a teenager. Right. And that continued into adulthood. Uh-huh. Um, it, unfortunately, made him a local sort of usual suspect mm. when an elderly receiver of stolen goods was found murdered in his apartment. Oh. Um. And, unfortunately, Jimmy O'Connor tried to get himself off the hook and mm-hmm. somehow ended up getting himself more on the hook mm-hmm. um and because he had practically no defense he was convicted of the murder and sentenced to hang oh my yes two days before he was due to hang mm-hmm. which had actually been arranged for his birthday in 1942 so that's <laughs> nice isn't it nice, nice. Um, yes. the home secretary herbert morrison uh reprieved him of the death sentence mm because he had information to suggest that he actually may be innocent. Mm -hmm. However, the life sentence for the murder stood, and he served 11 years at Parkhurst and Dartmoor prisons. Mm -hmm. Um, But while he was there, he began a correspondence course in writing with a trade union college from Oxford, and he eventually went on to write 13 plays for television, and one was called Three Clear Sundays. Right, which was basically the story that he'd lived. It was the story of a right. young man who was sentenced to death, uh-huh. but he was subsequently executed in this play. Um, I, I just found this story like absolutely amazing absolutely, that this yeah. is how he became yeah. a writer, and the fact that he's uncredited is probably I because know, yeah. he's got all this maybe yeah, yeah history behind him. History. It turns out that in 1994, another a uh, sort of local known thug of that era in Paddington mm. actually confessed on his deathbed oh, wow. to the murder of this wow man that Accordance Jimmy was convicted me.
0: of. But there you go. What a story. That is... And you know what? The most amazing thing about that story is that at one point in history we had a home secretary who had some morals. <laughs> <laughs> well, only
1: some morals, I guess. <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah, I'm fairly
1: certain you're innocent, Yeah.
0: We we can't be too careful.
1: <laughs> You're a thug, so we'll leave you in prison for eleven exactly. years. Yeah. Well, they could have
0: sent him to Rwanda. You
1: know, it could have been worse. It's very true. My word, what is this country about?
0: Oh, do me. Anyways. Anyways, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I wonder whether that is why he was uncredited. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um. When did you first watch it? Is this something that you've you saw a long time ago, or come to it recently? No, only a couple of years ago mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Thanks to him and indoors, classical musician, of course. Yeah, is he actually a classical musician, or is he a criminal? <laughs> Have you ever actually seen him play? <laughs> <laughs> actually, he doesn't practice, mm. so maybe.
1: See, yeah, maybe it's all the front. Mm. Could be. Uh, so yeah, it's one of his favorite, yes, favorite films. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he introduced me to it. And, um, yeah, I've watched it a couple of times mm. since. Um, yeah, how about you? When did you first yeah, watch
0: it? Yeah, I've probably only come to it fairly recently. Um, I think probably during Covid, because nothing was coming out, mm-hmm. no films being made. I made a, a concerted effort to go back and watch, you know, some films that uh, you know, I've kind of missed. And mm-hmm. I mean, I remember as a child... Telling my parents that I couldn't watch black and white films or anything because it made my eyes hurt. Okay. And really, it was just that I just thought, you know, anything black and white be boring. Yeah. Now the, the interesting thing is this isn't in black and white. In my memory, mm-hmm. it is though. I've originally watched it in black and white,
1: but okay. then the version that I've had, like right. recently to yeah. to podcast with, uh-huh. it was a technical remastered.
0: Right. Version of it. Yes. Yeah. I, quite like, I think it was one of the one of the last technicolor film, uh-huh. actual technicolor films with the three layers of, of colour film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have it in my mind that it's black and white. And when I watched it I was like, Oh, oh yeah, I didn't realise this. Mm-hmm. Um and apparently it still uses some sets that they used when they were filming in black and white, mm-hmm. which I think is possibly why you get the impression in some of the scenes that it is because, yeah. because of the kind of gray scope. Mm-hmm. Um Footnote Is the lady killers in black and white? seems to be a regularly asked question on Google In another example of the Mandela effect, that is many people seem to believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison when in fact he was released and became president of South Africa many people remember that this film was in black and white. There are two possible explanations. Maybe they watched it on a black and white TV set. Or memory being a funny thing that they've confused it with another Ealing film or remembered it in black and white because it is old. It was actually the last film to be made in glorious Technicolor. But, yeah, I mean, when you're a kid and when you're younger, you're just not interested in anything that's like 50, you know, nearly 70 years old, True. are you? You no. just don't think it can be any good. Mm-hmm. But I've been so surprised by some of the films that I've watched recently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It's really condescending of me to think that. <laughs> but I think you do, don't you? You just tend yeah. to think that older films can't actually be as relevant and up-to-date mm-hmm. as modern ones. But um, uh, what have we watched? We watched Mildred Pierce, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, really kind of modern, about you know a woman who makes her own business and you know she's a strong independent woman Mm -hmm. and she spoils her daughter and spends loads of money on her and you know and you're just watching it thinking this could have been made yesterday in fact I've got a feeling they did remake it fairly recently Mm -hmm. Um, what else Now Voyager watched that fairly recently which I know that this is not news to anybody who watches films because Mm -hmm. you know these are classic films but again about a woman that just like you know jets off and you know, goes to see the world and has extramarital affairs, and mm-hmm. you know, um, just finds a different way of being mm-hmm. rather than the kind of you know, married two point four kids that everyone did at that time kind of thing. And yeah. I'm just astonished when you you know, you really, you know, everyone should go back and watch the the classics. Yeah, because they've got a lot to recommend them, mm-hmm. and this is this is one of them. Yeah, agreed. Do you have any particular favourite? old school films other than other than this one anything that you've seen that surprised you yeah do you know what did surprise me an inspector calls oh have you ever seen it I don't think I have actually no. so it's
1: uh, Alistair Sim mm-hmm. which is again quite relevant to this film really. definitely but, yeah um, yeah Alistair Sim plays the inspector and it's right. basically uh, the story about a sort of suicide mm-hmm. of a young woman right but the inspector calls on this family and mm-hmm. basically just drops truth bombs at them all about how right. they have basically contributed to this poor right. girl killing herself. Yeah. And yeah. none of them really knew. They've all been keeping secrets and they've all yeah. been doing horrible things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, Yeah. It really surprised me, like mm-hmm. kind of how intricate the plot was. I, I yes. don't know. I should give old films more yeah, credit.
0: Absolutely. It, but I don't think a we a really do.
1: intricate plot. Yeah. Really well put together. Yeah. With a, Fantastic twist mm-hmm. in it as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In the Inspector Calls, definitely worth a watch. Oh, I'll put that mm. on my list. Definitely. But no, you're right. And, you know, I must apologise because, you know, as I say, for years I thought that they just hurt my eyes and they were all and I didn't want to <laughs> be bothered with them. But um, but no, not everything's brilliant. Yeah. Sometimes you watch things and you think, well, I've, I've built that up. Mm-hmm. I watched last year when I had flu. <laughs> More of that later. Um yeah. I finally got around to watching uh, Powell and Pressburg as a Master of life and death, which I know is many people's favourite film of actual all time. Wow. Didn't didn't get on with it at all. No. Just didn't like it at all. No. Just couldn't, could not understand what people, I mean, it's very beautifully shot. There's mm-hmm. some amazing shots in it. But just the whole storyline, I just couldn't get on board with it at all. Oh, interesting. Might be because I had fun, but. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, sometimes you do find that I've, I've had that with films where on a mm. first watch I've just been like, "What a load of rubbish!" Yeah, and then for whatever reason, a few years later, I've gone back to watch it again and been like, "This is amazing!"
0: Yeah, what what have you been the wrongest about?
1: Oh, for me, um, Lost in Translation, which oh, is now wow. in my top ten. Wow, it's that's been immovable from my top ten. Wow, for a long, 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 long time. But I remember going watching it didn't... in the cinema. Yeah, and I hated it. Wow, I was like, what a load of boring old trash. What made you watch br- it again br- br- then?
0: I don't know. That's so strange. I really
1: don't know. I don't know why I decided yeah. to watch it again. Um, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I just thought. Mm, I'm a different. I'm in a different yeah. mind frame, yeah. you know, like, let's just give another world Because yeah. did the same thing with Blade Runner. Yeah. I didn't love that first I know time you I didn't watched love it. That. Yeah,
0: yeah. But then watched it a few years later uh, and really loved it. Sometimes you do have to think, if everybody else enjoys this, then there's just maybe a possibility mm-hmm. that I am missing something, yeah. don't you? Yeah. But um, well, I think Lost
1: in Translation is like a 50-50 split. People love so. it or hate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I went from hating it to loving yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Maybe I just rewatched it because Bill Murray and Scarlett oh, Hansen, Because yes. I love them too.
0: Oh yeah, like yeah. I just
1: love them for their individual work, uh-huh. but then put them together in a film. And yeah.
0: it's just... fab. Yeah, no, I love it. It's in my top ten too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, Usual Suspects. Oh, the first yeah. time I watched Usual Suspects, I just don't think I was concentrating. Mm-hmm. Just I think I was tired. Yeah, and I just wasn't in the mood for anything so complicated. Yeah, um, and just didn't. I don't mean I didn't get it. I don't mean I didn't understand it. Yeah. I just thought, I you don't see. You didn't get the hype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But obviously, I've seen it since. And yes, it is t- 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 a very good film. Mm-hmm. How did we get here? Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, is, it, is it rewatchable?
1: watchable Is, is, is The Lady Killers? That's the film we're talking it about. Is, it is so rewatchable. Yeah. Because you pick up on like extra little lines. and You do, you do. I love to throw away lines. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's definitely been a couple on a more concentrated rewatch uh, I've picked up.
0: I, I also like the fact that um, you imagine, if you watch it just casually and then mm-hmm. you think about it later, you think, oh, it's about these uh, horrible old men trying to kill off this, you know, lovable old woman. Mm-hmm. But then the more you watch it, you're like, no. Oh, she's a force of nature yeah she really is she is called <laughs> yeah. Wilberforce
1: for a reason exactly yeah. yeah
0: yeah and then you think actually there's some bits about it where she's actually not that likeable at all <laughs> um so yeah I think every time you watch it you kind of you, you're deciding who to side with mm-hmm. as you uh, as you go through the film mm-hmm. and your loyalties kind of not exactly change because you don't want them to murder her no. you know but um but you do start thinking oh I, I can see, I can see why, yeah. you know, why, they, why they're irritated by yeah. uh, spoiling their plans.
1: Well, in the in the first sort of scene where they're all together, where the mm. criminals are all together in her upstairs room, um, and they're discussing their plot for how she's going to help them mm. without realizing rob all this money. Yeah, Louis is quite astute to the fact that you know, she's just going to be a complication that we don't need and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't realise necessarily exactly how much of a complication she's going to be, but he sees that she's going to be a problem. Yeah. Maybe just not in the way that
0: he thinks. Exactly. Um, But it's it's quite subversive, isn't it, in that? mm. You know, because you've got a little old woman but she isn't defenceless mm-hmm. and she isn't particularly sweet. I think you you notice this straight away when she goes to the police station and then she sees the baby in the pram and the baby <laughs> starts crying. Which is which is a weird thing, Aww. but it's like you know it's yeah. just maybe flagging up that, you know, she, she's not maybe the defenceless old lady that's mm-hmm. you know, that she puts on. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, because when she goes back to her house after after that mm. and she goes into the kitchen to make a Put the capel oh. on, doesn't she? <laughs> I love it when pipes. she picks the hammer up and yeah. just goes bang, 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 yeah. and she's like this tiny little old lady, and then next yeah. minute she's walloping the pints, yeah,
0: like it's just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so, all those little things are so funny. So this is Katie Johnson, yes, who got the role at the uh, ripe old age of seventy six. Oh, no. She wasn't given the role straight away mm-hmm. because they gave it to somebody else because they thought that she would she was too frail mm-hmm. at the age of seventy six. She's too frail. So they passed her over and gave it the well, role to someone younger mm-hmm. who died before they started filming. So um, oh dear. So then she she gets the call. Oh so, well um yay for Katie Johnson. I know it's a
1: shame for the, sorry for, for the other the other lady. Yeah 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 Katie Johnson she was um, this was like her. Her role was not it? That yeah. was it. It yeah. was like this was their b- first big TV thing. She'd uh, been well, in
0: film things. She, she had been in other things, mm-hmm. um, but nothing as big as this, mm-hmm. and nothing really since this. She was in one more film before her death. Yeah, it was only a couple of years later. Yeah, um, she was in. As I was going through her credits, um, she was in Gaslight, mm-hmm. but not the version that everyone knows, which I weirdly watched a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, because the Matrix is you know working overtime. And, um, I read that and i I've still got the uh, dVD postal subscription, and Gaslight rocked up just as I was reading about this and found mm-hmm. out that Casey Johnson was in it. Cool. and I thought, oh well, but she's not it's the original there's an original British version mm-hmm. which it, which kind of um inspired the more famous version right, okay. but uh, but again, that's that's a good film, and mm-hmm. it's obviously worth the phrase gaslighting, yeah, comes from. Um, But yeah, so she was in that, but I think she was uncredited in Mm -hmm. that. And she'd been in quite a few other things, but nothing as big as this.
1: Yeah, this was like her first big sort Mm -hmm. of main attraction acting thing. Because I think, Mm. was it Alexander McKendrick campaigned the studio to put her name in... That's right. You know, bold print on the poster and stuff, because he was like, she's 76. Exactly. You know, she might not get another chance. Yeah. Uh,
0: And he was right, right to put her... She got one more chance and then that was Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, but good for her. She yeah. won after. Mhm. Yeah, too right. Um, so we've got Professor Marcus, uh, mm-hmm. led by Alec Guinness, who, I mean, he really does channel Alistair Sim. He really does. Doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, to the point where, when I think about him in my mind's eye, I, I get Alistair Sim, really. Yeah, <laughs> When yeah, I think absolutely. about the character.
1: Well, he was a massive fan of Alistair Sim, wasn't mm-hmm. he? And he purposely wanted his makeup to yeah. sort of make him look a bit more Alistair Simmer. I think
0: it was written for Alistair Sim, but they just couldn't, you know, for some reason they couldn't get him. Oh,
1: see, the impression I got was that they asked Alec Guinness and Alec Guinness was like, are you sure you don't want Alistair Sim? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe they did ask Alistair Sim and and they couldn't get him or maybe they were like,
0: no, we but want no someone one. cheaper. I yeah, don't.
1: basically. Yeah. We can't afford Alistair <laughs> Sim. We're asking tea? you, mate, what are yes. you gonna do it or what?
0: Footnote According to Mark Simpson's biography of Alistair Sim, the role of Professor Marcus was indeed written for him. Why he didn't end up playing the character remains a mystery. Alec Guinness's performance and appearance is based on Sim. And the professor's arrival at the house is shot almost identically to Sim's introduction in the less well-known film London Belongs to Me, including the line about having a room to rent. There really is nothing new under the sun. Um, but yeah, he's fab. Uh-huh. Um, Peter Sellers yeah. plays Harry Robinson. Um, it's funny because you've got a mixture of full-on comic actors mm-hmm. and thespians, mm-hmm. haven't you? Yeah. Um, Herbert Charles Angelo Kuchevich Z. Shudopachero. Well done. Uh, That's easy for me to say. <laughs> um, or Herbert Lom, as we uh, as we know oh, him Herbert better Lom. as. Um, he wears a hat more or less throughout. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because it looks cool. Mm-hmm um it's because he was actually playing he, he was on stage in uh the king and i at oh, the time okay. so he had bald head Fair enough. um so that's oh, I can see him exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah Fair so that's why um he's got the hat on all the time mm-hmm. so he's a proper actor yeah obviously alec guinness proper actor mm-hmm. um and then you've got people like frankie howard and kenneth connor who rocked up in uh, all the Carry On films. Yeah, this is pre-Carry later On. It is yeah. pre-Carry On, yeah. but
1: you can see, uh, a particularly um, Frankie, Frankie Howard, who's like full on, just like scene stealing. <laughs> <this is> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was very good.
0: Uh, Tommy Cooper was considered for the role of One Round, which uh, Danny Green took. Right, okay. Which I can see that. Yeah, I could see that.
1: I think Danny Green's perfect, though. He is. He's yeah. so
0: adorable. He is. I love it how he calls Mrs. Wilberforce <gasps> mum. Well, he starts oh. off calling her mum. And yeah. it's almost like a Freudian thing, isn't yeah. it? they kind of halfway through it yeah. turns into mum. And then turns into Mrs. Lopsided. Oh,
1: So cute. Adorable. Mm.
0: Uh, and Cecil Parker, who plays. Major Courtney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, shame he couldn't uh, go for an ensemble. Cast know, award because yeah. it's it's a it's a solid cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I say MVP, but it's just it, you know, it, it's 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 case Johnson. Yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Mrs. Wilberforce and or Mrs. Wilberforce. Mm-hmm. They are both they are the MVP in acting, and they are the MVP in the story. Agreed. That's, yeah. Um, did you get a degree of Richard Curtis? Oh my! I worked on this, Ooh. and I have got one. Okay, but it was a struggle, because the, the further you get away from the kind of early nineties, yeah, the more difficult it is to find a link. I thought it was going to be really hard, okay. and
1: maybe I've been naughty and just like cut a little corner, but right. I, don't, no, I no, don't know. No, have no. never for set it. any proper rules out as to. No, for... <laughs> why would we do that? <laughs> so, Our podcast I will over give rules. you mine, and okay. uh, and we'll see if it's acceptable. or Okay, not. okay. So. Alec Guinness was Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars. Yes. Yep. A character who was later played, or earlier, depending I on which timeline you're right. following, uh, by Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, very good. Yeah. Who yep. starred in Doctor Sleep, alongside yes. one of my Girl Crush actress alerts, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Of Love course. Her. Absolutely, yes. adore her. Of course. Um, she starred... In the 2016 Based on a True Story film Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh
0: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which stars the incredible Meryl Streep, which is completely
1: irrelevant, but I just wanted to mention Meryl Streep because she's incredible as well. Yeah. Um, But in that film is also Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, well done. And what is Hugh Grant in?
0: Everything. (laughs) Everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well done, well done. So I wondered if I was acceptable to jump from Alec Guinness to Ewan McGregor. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I almost jump. went from Alec Guinness to Dommel Gleeson, which mm-hmm. would have been an even bigger leap because yeah. they were both in Star Wars franchise films. Oh, yeah, that would have been a you bigger know, stretch. Yeah. And then Dommel Gleeson was in uh, About Time, so but I thought that oh, wasn't yeah, fair okay. really. So, deep breath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sir Alec Guinness played Obi-Wan Kenobi in that little franchise called Star Wars. Star Trek, as we discussed. Yeah. Star Trek would also starred Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Harrison Ford played a cowboy, not an alien, in Cowboys and Aliens. So we did. Alongside Daniel Craig. Yes. Daniel Craig played a convict in the likeable caper Logan Lucky. Have you seen that?
1: I've not, no. It's good. I think I it's on really Netflix. It, it is fun. Yeah.
0: It, is, it is fun. Um, that was directed by Steven Soderbergh, mm-hmm. um, who is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, he also directed Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve. Don't talk about that one. And Erin Brockovich, all of which starred Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Julia yeah. Roberts played Hugh Grant's love interest Anna Scott in Notting Hill, written but not directed by Richard Bravo. Curtis. Thank you. Whew. i had lost my cap. That was exhausting. That was. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but we well got done. there. We got mm-hmm. there. We proved a point. Yeah? Yeah. You can link everything to Richard Curses. You really can. Mm. Mm-hmm. Favourite lines? And can you use them in real life? Mm. Um, I'm, finding
1: it. I'm just trying to find my favourite lines. Sorry, people. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's okay. We'll edit it out. Hello. <laughs> the radio scrolling, silence. Scrolling, oh, oh. scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So, I wouldn't say that I can use them in real life, mm-hmm. because it's more of like interactions, like rather than one particular yes. favourite line, yeah, like
0: bits of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. bits
1: of dialogue. So, um, as we mentioned before, it's like the little throwaway lines and mm. things that are yeah. particularly funny. So the um, the one where mrs wilberforce is asking for help trying to get um general gordon down yeah, from his... the water uh-huh. in the living room um and she says i'm so sorry major courtney but i'm afraid general gordon has bitten mr robinson's finger now he's on top of the cabinet and refuses <laughs> to come down louis <laughs> says mr robinson is on top of the cabinet
0: <laughs> yes that's very good i do like that yeah i do like those sorts mm. of things um i mean something that again not not cat is in real life Mm -hmm. Um, and not particularly funny but um, I just right at the very beginning when uh, she goes to the police station and she's trying to explain away why her neighbor um, thinks that she's seen aliens Mm -hmm. and she says if there are if there are any beings on other worlds I can't see why they would want to come to our world it seems so overcrowded already it was different in my day Mm -hmm. and again I thought wow this is 1955 yeah and she's saying that our world (laughs) <laughs> or her world is overcrowded, and like fast forward 70 years, and people are saying exactly the same sorts of things in a slightly less generous way. Yeah. Um, so that just made me, it's just an interesting line, mm-hmm. I think, and it just shows you that, do you know what, nothing changes, does it? Yeah, you great. know, and everyone harkens back to the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, same problems are, have always been around and yeah. will always be around yeah um i like um i like when they're taking the mick out of uh her, mrs wilberforce because she keeps offering major courtney <laughs> tea yeah. i wonder i wonder major courtney if you would like some tea and then she opened, they opened the door and then she says i wonder major courtney if you would like some tea. <laughs> i did wonder if mrs doyle from father ted was based on louisa wilberforce yeah possibly yeah because she does like to make I guess tea. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I tell you what I don't know if you noticed this I didn't notice this until I read some trivia and then it's so obvious mm-hmm. well, we've, we spoke when we did uh, Fellowship of the Ring um, about the horse that says Benny Hill definitely says Benny Hill <laughs> um, the General Garden says Alec Guinness <laughs> I you, so. It really it does, though. That. It's one yeah, of those yeah. where you think, "No, that can't be right," and then you watch it. Like, it clearly, it does, says Alan yeah. because I think it was Peter Sellers who was doing the voices. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, of course so he's going to do something daft like that. Of course, <laughs> but the one, that, the line that really, and again, it is a throwaway line. But the thing that really made me chuckle mm-hmm. was after the whole debacle with the greengrocer and the horse and the taxi driver and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Wilberforce Says the taxi driver wouldn't take any money because he said he was going into some other business. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> really makes me chuckle. Just the kind of underlying, like you've you've messed up his day so much. <laughs> he's Had just such quints. a day, he's just quit the entire business, uh, which really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Which is completely oblivious of all the chaos that yeah. you know that follows her around. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that. Have you got any favourite scenes? Um You know, it's difficult to. It's difficult to single out scenes because it, it all just kind of it, it it all unfolds over quite a short time period, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Really, and you know, it all the scenes kind of run into one another as a result. But I must admit, I, I like the end scene in the police station. Yeah, because it's just really nice. It is because whatever you think of her, she has kind of you know she she. she she, yeah, you could say she's a busybody, but mm-hmm. she does try to help people out, doesn't she? Yeah, it's all
1: of good intentions, isn't exactly. it? There's not
0: like a bad bone in a little no. body. So you kind of feel like all her life, she's probably, you know, put herself out for other people and mm-hmm. looked out for other people and, and horses and, you know, anyone mm-hmm. who's being, you know, badly treated. Yeah. And now she just gets given all this money yeah. and just can't believe a look and mm-hmm. she's going to go and buy some umbrellas. And, you Aww. know, I just think it's a really funny scene. Yeah because we know what's gone on mm-hmm. and yet you can see oh of course the police would take this attitude because they think she's a mad old woman mm-hmm. you know and then she gives some of the money to the the guy who's, who's begging mm-hmm. and, you know i just i just think it's a really sweet it's a nice ending it is it's a very happy mm-hmm. ending it is Aww. and it bookends obviously in the beginning of the film where she goes in and mm-hmm. you know and you're not quite sure i think again this is like <clears throat> You tend to think that black and white films are very black and white. Mm-hmm. I know we've established it's not, but you know, old films. But it's not because even in that first scene, you're just not quite sure: Are they happy to see her in the police station? Mm-hmm. Are they going, "Oh no, here she is again. She's always here for something or other." Yeah, you know what? Are they, you know, yeah? What's their relationship with her?
1: Yeah, you it know? seems like it seems like one of a little bit of amusement for them, doesn't it? I guess. Yes. Yeah. They're kind of amused by her, but at the same time, probably when they're busy and
0: yeah, Yeah. they've not
1: really got time for um, her
0: and just so her out the door. It's quite nice that, like you said, they maybe don't have time for her in the mm-hmm. beginning, and then at the end, they haven't really got time for her and are made-up stories. Yeah, And as a result, she just ends, she up, ends up filthy rich. very... And then, <laughs> what, what do you think she does with her money? Does well, the house up? Gives it away? Yeah. buys I, a lot of umbrellas? I don't know. Perhaps we do need a sequel. I think she might just... <laughs> buy more parrot food and possibly yeah well i mean get not have to look for a lot of anymore yeah true yeah, yeah true yeah. yeah open up them to uh, upstairs rooms that mm-hmm. are condemned at the moment <laughs> get a <laughs> chimney fixed yeah she does need a new chimney definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you any favorite scenes
1: um i i think i mentioned it earlier but i love the introduction of alec guinness
0: mm. um yeah
1: like all that sort of like lurking in the background in the yes. shadow. You don't see him for, a, mm. you know, a, a few minutes, do it's you? It's creepy.
0: Yeah. It's very creepy, it's but I just creepier. think it's very well done. I believe, I haven't seen it. And again, it might just be another one for, for the list. But I believe his appearance is based on Alfred Hitchcock's film, The Lodger. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he kind of appears at the window in okay. silhouette. So I believe that is a direct reference right. to that film, which, you know, probably needs to be on the list. Mm-hmm. Can't really. um, any other film references while we're on them? I mean, it's tricky, isn't it, this one? <laughs> I got a, I got a backwards film reference. Okay, yes, or influences, uh, yes, influences. Um, yeah, no,
1: so it was just, um, there was one gesture... Of right, Alec Guinness, where he's trying to talk Mrs. Wilberforce round to seeing things from the side that yes, you know it's not a, a penny, bad thing. A penny, that, on a, yeah, yeah. Yep. and it's the hand movements he does, right. where he kind of waves his hand like with his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is not this the princess you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> we are not the robbers you are looking for.
0: <laughs> I honestly, he does never that with his fingers? But I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: funny, and it did make me chuckle. That
0: is funny. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I mean, one thing that it, it just remind i don't know if you will remember—the um, two Ronnies. Mm. Um, they had a there was a little mini film that they did within their program called the Phantom Raspberry Blower of Old London Town. Do you remember that? It's I don't absolute know. genius. We watch just, it now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it'll be on YouTube. But um, th- there's basically a phantom. <laughs> well, as you can imagine, it's a phantom <laughs> raspberry blower. But of there's course. just one little scene that just used to make me cry laughing mm-hmm. when I would watch. It's probably not funny at all now. But the 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 phantom would appear mm-hmm. and blow a raspberry. Yeah, and then a policeman would go here. I want a word with you, and then run, and he would disappear, and then he would pop up at the other end and uh-huh. blow a raspberry, and he'd go here. I want a word with you, and run, and it was absolutely, as I said, I'm 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 not telling it well, but it used to make me absolutely cry with laughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the policeman um, during the robbery, yeah, he's like, oi, you know, <laughs> yeah. just like,
1: like they're gonna stop for you, mate. Exactly, Give stop, over. please.
0: Woo, and like blowing the whistle mm-hmm. and whatnot. And that just really made me think about the. UK some Raspberry Blower of all London town. Yeah. made me chuckle. There's a definite uh, reference to Kind Hearts and Coronets, mm-hmm. which, have you seen that? I've not. Because that may have to go on our list at some point. I know. That is genius. Yeah. Um, I do, I do want to watch it. It's been there on... Yeah. You know. It is another one of them I'm where like... you think that it's probably quite tired and, and then you watch it and you're like, wow, this is Alec Guinness mm-hmm. playing goodness knows how many parts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really, it's very, very good. But... Um, the picture of Captain Wilberforce on the mantelpiece is actually a picture of one of the characters from Kind Hearts and Coronets. Oh, okay. So that's, again, direct. So do you know what? Cool. They were ripping off and referencing an Easter eggs. you know,
1: mm-hmm. 70
0: years ago. This is not a modern thing. Yeah.
1: Well, why not? Yeah.
0: Uh, the other thing that uh, made me chuckle, which, you know, it, it probably isn't a film reference, it's just me because I can't watch anything without <laughs> thinking it's a reference to Shaun of the Dead. Um <gasps> But at the end, we're discussing which one do you want? Which one are you going to take? Um, So uh, Professor Marcus and who's left at that point? I mean, there's Mrs Wilberforce is left. Mm -hmm. And who's the last person to get bumped off? Oh, it's Louis and then... It's Louis. There's Louis and Professor Marcus. Uh And they're having the discussion. um, Which one do you want to do? kind
1: of thing oh you you do one yes. shot and i'll do the old yeah, lady yeah. and that's a 50 50 exactly splat. yeah yeah. That yeah. That which just mm-hmm. makes me
0: think of that the scene in shawn of the dead whether <laughs> yes. are in, the, in the garden of which course. one do you, do you want the old man or the or the girl the first one <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that meant but that again that's just me because mm-hmm. everything goes back to shawn of the dead yeah obviously
1: i do love that louis is like all talk in the end isn't oh yeah it? because he clearly doesn't want her off mrs wilberforce no either. No, he but doesn't. at the start, he's like, somebody, we need to do something about this. And he's yeah. like getting his little knife out and going like, i yeah.
0: anything." And, and it, when it Im- comes down to it, you can't do it himself. No, you can't. They mm. imply that he has got a form. Yeah. That he is a murderer. Well, he, he clearly has... doesn't find it too difficult
1: because no. he does, you know, murder um
0: the colonel, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 He does, yeah. Pushes him off the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm. But little old ladies, step yeah. too far. Totally. Mm. Fast forward, check your social media. Slash, look away moments. There's <laughs> one where I put my
1: fingers in my ears. Where all the little old ladies come into oh, the house. Oh, Yes. Oh, oh that noise! I know. It's just yeah. wittering. It is a lot of wittering. It's brilliantly done.
0: Yes, it is. The whole point, obviously. Yes. But oh man! Just like a dozen. It's little, just like sensory overload. overload <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some. Bit, I mean, I really, I have a problem with like these days. You've got your Marvel films and the massive set pieces at the end. Once it gets down to Professor Marcus and, and Louis, I'm I'm not bothered about that kind of mm. the, you know the fight and whatever at the end and mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I know it's it's a big a big scene, you know, and it finishes mm-hmm. on film. But once it gets that bit, I just get a bit bored. Yeah, you
1: know? I know what you mean. I think it kind of to me it just. I think you forget that throughout the film, Professor Marcus—he's mm. a baddie, he's oh, a proper yeah. baddie, yeah, yeah—and I think you don't really see that. He's kind of just appears more to be like the brains of the operation, yes. uh-huh. and he seems a little bit more like a couple of the others. He's not really like Louie no. or one shot, mm-hmm. one shot,
0: one round, one round. Which, sorry, you why know what? One I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I watched the film twice before I realized why he was called one round. Cool he was a boxer. Oh, of Isn't course. Like, the whole thing is that he's Dumb. a boxer and like obviously not a very good one, Yeah. hence the name. But obviously. yeah, I did. I kept wanting to call him Short Round, but yeah. that's, that's <laughs> another film inside. Um, so yeah, I think you you,
1: you think that Professor Marcus is not a killer, he's not yes. that type of bad person. Yeah, uh-huh. And I think that sort of final scene just adds to the fact that, yeah, do you
0: know what? He, he is he a bad is. guy. Yeah. He is a proper bad guy.
1: Uh-huh. Because yeah. the way he, his sort of personality just, Flips.
0: Yes. I think that maybe might be one of the reasons why I'm not kind of fussed about that bit at the end because it seems a little bit out of character.
1: Mm-hmm. It seems like
0: he's gone from being, like you say, a clever, you know, mastermind mm-hmm. to like, oh, no, he's just... I'm not sure I quite, you know, yeah. believe it yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, really. hey-ho, that's how the film ends. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And the bits with the... Um, even though it's all a bit slapstick and funny, but the bits with the, the greengrocer and the horse and all all that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I can and I know it's I know it's kind of important because it shows you that she's a bit of an interfering busybody and such. But otherwise, other than that, it doesn't actually have any bearing, really. No, it definitely doesn't
1: have any bearing. Mm-hmm. All it does really is just adds an extra little bit of jeopardy for the whole heist, yes. doesn't it? Uh-huh.
0: yeah. I guess.
1: It kinda of makes them feel like oh my goodness, this is like, this is why we should not have used her. Exactly. And it's like, if only you knew what was going to happen next, guys. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. I guess it's got that. But yeah, you could cut it you, and it wouldn't could, make a massive that. difference. Mm-hmm.
0: But like you said, 91 minutes. I'm not cutting any of it. I know, yeah, yeah it's fair it's enough. Fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, is there any good food? I've struggled to go. Oh, there's afternoon tea. That's literally there's all definite cake. Afternoon tea. Yeah, cake and mm. tea. Lots of tea. Lots and lots, lots of tea. Of tea. Yeah.
1: Which also makes
0: it very British.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely. So, mm. Yeah.
0: Uh, any running? Mm.
1: Yeah, there's a fair bit of running. Mm. There's chasing. People running away from the house in a panic when. Yeah. One round like Chuck's his money all over the doorstep. I do like that bit where they all like, kind of admit defeat and just like lollop the way back, back to the, the, the house, house looking like yeah. really guilty and like yeah. oh how are we going to explain this to mum yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. there's a fair bit of running there's a there the policeman running after them mm. why are you? yeah I want to work with you <laughs> <laughs> there's no proper running there's no running like we would run no no, <laughs> no
0: thank goodness <laughs> um, is it a bit far fetched? I don't know I don't know, I think maybe not for its time. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you watch it, like you say, exactly, that scene where one round spills all the money Mm -hmm. and then they go, oh, no, we've been rumbled. Mm -hmm. You know, with 21st century eyes, you think, that woman's dead. Yeah, totally. You know, like literally all that would happen there is someone would put a bullet through her, (laughs) between her eyes and they would be on their way Mm -hmm. and that would be that. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching it with that kind of a sensibility... I suppose it can get a little bit annoying because you're like, I mean, seriously... What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Apologising to her and sitting around waiting for her to phone the police. Mm-hmm. And what is she doing going, I'm going to have a nap. And then when I wake I up, know, I'm going yeah. to phone the police. So I, <laughs> no, no.
1: Although, to be fair, i felt that like, tired in the last week or so <laughs> that I could quite understand just going, Do you know what? I can't deal with this right Not now. Right I'm just going to have a yeah. nap. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll sort it out later.
0: <laughs> but I can understand people, you know, perhaps younger than us, mm-hmm. watching and having a low tolerance <laughs> yeah. for the fact that. It is a bit far fetched mm-hmm. in that respect. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is that, um, like, when they dump the bodies onto the uh, the, the railway, like, they're going to find that. They're going to trace that back, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, like, four or five bodies all appear. Exactly. In they're train not disappearing. Things, you know? yeah, yeah, they were, We you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but, as I say, for its time, mm-hmm. possibly that might have happened Mm -hmm. you know if people were rumbled that they might um you know they might want to try and smooth it over and
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it's the sort of film that you know you wouldn't necessarily and like you said of its time Mm. it would appeal to everyone it would appeal to kids it would appeal to like young adults Mm -hmm. to everybody yeah fine but now I feel like it's one of those films that you might sit down and watch with like your parent or your nan yeah. or whatever, yeah. as a youngster. Yes, and you'd find it funny because of like some of the sort of slapstickedness to yes. it and uh-huh. some of the silly bits, and then you'd just grow up just loving that film. Yes, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. But if you came to it completely cold, yeah, you might have some issues. You might just be like, "Nah, that would that would never happen." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, has it dated? Um, you can't just take on a lodger because he shows up at your door. <laughs> like, you really can't do that. That's that's not advisable.
1: No, not really. Not in this day and age. No. Clearly it wasn't then either. But No. <laughs> true, <laughs>
0: true. Um, you cannot phone the police and the fire brigade to get your power out of a tree. True. I'm pretty certain you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um just I mean, yeah, just the public services, I think, mm-hmm. are dated. Mm-hmm. Um like the the policeman turning up on a on a doorstep at yeah. night yeah. to explain something to her. You yeah. Know, like police stations are barely open during the day, are they mm-hmm. let alone at night?
1: Yeah. And if you open the door and said you don't have a search warrant, do you, you can guarantee that that police <laughs> officer will be back Definitely. with like twenty other police officers yes. and a search yeah. warrant.
0: Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> Um, Far more
1: suspicious these days.
0: There's, like, no security during that robbery. How much money have they got on that truck? There's, like, no oh, security. That driver hanging out the
1: window going, "Oh, get away! our way! You're oh, oh, in our wow. way! Woo. It's like, you do realise that you're getting held up.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. Th- this yeah. is a
1: setup. Yeah. Surely
0: it's not the first time that's happened. Exactly. At least what a little bit clunky. Now. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they just. Maybe that's just what they did mm-hmm. in those days. I'm sure they will have had more security than that. Yeah, yeah I mean, like Group Four, isn't it? Yeah.
1: What is the What is the thing where um, when the heist is going down, uh-huh. and you've got um, the major ringing the telephone box from king's oh, right. cross and he yeah. brings the telephone box yeah and um the professor says press, press the button press the button,
0: press button Is, yeah press button a Bus, button a yes now i only i Is had that to like google this line thing? no it's not oh. i thought that but my grandma always used to say press button b whenever someone was on the, the telephone so i okay. did have to i did have to google it um button a was just to get through so you put your money in mm-hmm. and then you rang. And when it connected, you press button A to oh, get through. okay, okay. So maybe Major Courtney, um, if indeed he is a major mm-hmm. and a bit posh, maybe he's just unaccustomed to using public telephones mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. forget to press button A. Oh, button okay. B, you press at the end of the call to get your money back. Ah, oh, that's okay. Anything that you've not spent. Fair enough. So, yeah, I thought that, is it a secure line? But, like, why would you have that facility on a public <laughs> phone? <laughs> but, no, I, th- I, I don't know. This is just me. I wonder if it's a bit of a you know, dig at Major Courtney because, mm-hmm. you know, unaccustomed as he is to using public phone boxes. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a bit thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, I don't know. There's one little bit where they're at the station and I just wonder, maybe this is me, but are they trying to imply that that Irish chap has pinched that silver that's in his... Yeah. In which case it's like, you can't do that now. That yeah. has dated a little bit. You can't, you know, you can't imply that, you know... Irish folk are, are, are robbers and yeah. tinkers. And um, and then the only other thing that I put that's dated is the smoking in the house because... Because mm-hmm. um, they are. You know, there's always the smoking. yeah, I think I think uh, Professor Marcus smokes. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that in the remake, I've actually written down some things in the remake that are similar mm-hmm. and some that are dissimilar. And there's only one character in the remake who smokes and... um. The, the I don't even actually know if her name is still Mrs Wilberforce. I'm not sure, but the lady mm-hmm. is always telling him off for smoking. All oh, right, okay. So th- that was that's a big difference mm-hmm. between you know. Whereas th- there's lots of smoking in yeah. the house, but then obviously these days you know you don't smoke. In no, did you do not. So yeah, um, it did well budget wise. By the way, this film. Oh, okay. So
1: its budget was like five thousand dollars. Wow. Ish, uh, and it ended up grossing worldwide 46500 Goodness me. Yeah. Wow.
0: What a return. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean that cast can't have come cheap because I was mm-hmm. looking it up because no. I thought were they at the beginning of their careers but mm-hmm. they weren't really. I think it was no. Peter Sellers' first film mm-hmm. and obviously you know Frankie Howard and Kenneth Cop- they were only just yeah. getting into film but um, I think Guinness had a fairly solid mm-hmm. back catalogue even at this time. He'd already been yeah. in quite a few healing Films, had not he? Yeah. And Herbert Lom had been in quite a yeah. quite a few things, so you know the the cast must have cost a fair bit. Yeah, but they were reusing did. old sets, so you know, uh-huh. of course, there was that handy. Yeah. And some of the um, some of the the cinematography is a bit ropey mm-hmm. when they put the backgrounds in, and it's clearly yeah. not the same, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they saved a bit of budget there. Mm-hmm. I suppose. But wow, that is that's a massive. And and oh, where impressive. was that taken? Was that was that. Was it mostly in the UK, or was it... No, so that but was worldwide, well well and then it said
1: domestic. I think it was about 20-something okay. thousand.
0: So it did fairly well overseas so, yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that was when people used to like British, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. Um, can you watch it with your mum? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, is it a more movie? Absolutely. Is it though? I think it is. Now I'm mm. gone. Yes, I, I agree that it is, you know, that we, that we should cheer it mm-hmm. because of Mrs. Wilberforce being a, a force of nature. Yes. But it does it pass, pass the Bechdel test, would you say? I'm not convinced. Well, I think when the ladies all come into the house, mm-hmm. they're yeah. all chattering
1: away. They are. And they are chattering away about like different things. Okay. And we don't necessarily hear every conversation that's no. going on.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I mean, it's a technicality. And, and
1: we... your little old lady that comes in last with the newspaper. Yes. She comes in and starts talking about the news. Oh, that's a
0: good point actually. Yeah. And yeah.
1: then there's a bit of, you know, yeah. to and froing about mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I feel like it passes.
0: Okay. Fair that was that was my thing. And they they have got names in the credits mm-hmm. they have named characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I just thought that most of what they were talking about was about the musicians. Yeah. You know. There was, yeah, there was definite musician talk going on. Yeah. yeah. So they're talking about the male characters, not necessarily yes. because they are male, but they are talking about them in an abstract way. Mm-hmm. But I think that just goes to show that the Bechdel test is not the definitive mm-hmm. test. It's one that we use because it's fun. Yeah. And it's easy to prove or disprove, but there's absolutely no way that you can say that this film is, you know... Uh, Derogatory to women—that isn't, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, it is kind of a feminist text in a way, isn't it? You yeah. Know, because the main character mm-hmm. is is a woman, yeah, and a, an older woman at yeah. that. You know, so and she's the last one standing. She is, yeah. She's <laughs> representing. So I was looking at other. Te- there are lots of other, um, you know, tests. Okay. If you like, mm-hmm. and one that I came up with was the Pierce test. Now this focuses on the depth of female characters. Uh, this, these are the criteria mm-hmm. there must be a female character protagonist or antagonist with her own story who has dimension and exists in an authentic way showcasing her needs and desires which she ultimately pursues in addition the viewer has to has to In, ad- I'll say that again yep. in <sighs> addition the viewer has to also be able to understand or empathise with her and her needs or actions okay well, I would say that's check Yeah, pretty much so. mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an authentic old lady. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. She has needs and desires, yeah. like cake and umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And a lodger. And a lodger, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and she has her own story. Yeah. You know, because we we, we kind of see, don't we, that how she gets involved in everybody else's lives and, yeah. you know. Well, she tells the little thing about
1: her birthday party as well, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, She tells that little story. Mm-hmm. She's obviously, you know, quite a member of the community.
0: Yeah. Mhm. So you know. Yeah, we're I think gonna that say. Passes. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. passes the P.S. test. Yeah. Mhm. So yeah, the score and the soundtrack, while well, we're talking about, because that mm-hmm. little story, was um, she was talking about the piece of music, mm-hmm. wasn't she? Yeah. And it was played at her birthday, and oh. then her birthday was <laughs> abandoned because oh, of the poor old queen. Story. Away. It is. It is.
1: Yeah, there's not, like, masses of music. Like, there's not lots no. of different music in this. There's only really a few, sort mm-hmm. of, pieces, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I do like the music that the users sort of, Mrs. Wilberforce's theme at the yeah. start and the finish. Mm-hmm. Which is called The Last Rose of Summer. Oh, that's nice. Um, which is, like, a little twiddly, mm. dainty, little old lady, sort a, of, right, music box-esque right. yes. tune. It is. Um,
0: I think that's a really cute piece of music. Mm. Um, is that by... Tristram
1: Curry. Because
0: I had to do some Googling to find out. If, no, so actually... it's
1: The Last Rose of Summer is like an Irish folk Oh, right, okay. Song so that's called, a pre-existing... Think, yeah, that's a pre-existing music. song. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is Silver Threads Among the Gold, uh-huh. which the uh, afternoon tea ladies are singing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> as unwitting punishments on the criminals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the... String sort of quintet music mm-hmm. is Boccherini's Minuet in E Major. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Tristram Carey. Mm-hmm. So he wrote the original music for right. this. Yes, for like all the incidental yeah. bits uh-huh. and stuff.
0: What did you make of it? You like it? I just thought it was again. Didn't notice it. Yeah, which is great uh-huh. because it just sets the scene. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't get in the way. It's mm-hmm. it's the kind of music that you expect for a you Know caper mm-hmm. of this era, mm-hmm. I yeah. would say, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before when you were saying people bring
1: to a film like what they saw, yes. sort of yeah, yeah, so I brought to that music, Okay. What I, I thought, I don't know, I, I'm probably completely overthinking mm-hmm. it. But when they're doing the actual heist, yeah, the music um, that Tristan Carey wrote, mm-hmm. it's got like a, a metronome, bing, right? Bing, okay, bing think yeah. Like a really obvious metronomic Right Dink throughout the whole thing And I thought it was quite cleverly done uh-huh. It kind of made me think Hans Zimmer-esque Right, yeah You know yeah, how he yeah, uses yeah. like yeah. likes to play around with time And things exactly. with his music I thought yeah. oh gosh This is like a really like Early basic sort yeah. of version of that Because for me That, sorry guys I'm probably really boring most of you with Not at this all Not um, at all I kind of felt that the metronomic beat of that music was Uh emulating, like, the precision that Professor Marcus has, like, planned his whole heist with, and it kind of builds some of the tension Mm -hmm. for the scene, Um, and obviously it's in keeping with, like, the sort of musical theme that they're supposed to be, like, classical musicians as well, so just, for me, I thought it kind of just tied all those little things together. That's
0: very interesting. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's very interesting. Now I want to go back and watch it again. Just I to... thought I really liked that music. Yeah. Mm. So
1: for the most part, I didn't think it really stood out or no. interrupted anything. But uh-huh. in that particular scene, I thought yeah. that bit of music was really
0: emotive. Yeah. For me. I, I am definitely going to have to go back and watch that again. Yeah. Interesting. Um, it's the same that Boccherini's Quintet um, mm-hmm. is also used in the remake. Oh, is it not all the way through? But okay. it's the first piece of music oh, that they okay. pretend to play, so right. it's obviously a you know a reference mm-hmm. uh, back to the original. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been roundly vilified. I think the Cohen brothers remake, yeah. um, but it does have things to recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. I think the main difference between them is the rating. Because, as we've discussed, this is a U. you mm-hmm. probably has no business being a U, really. <laughs> but um, should be a PG, at least. At least, yeah. The remake is a 15. And mostly really? because of language, uh-huh. you could not watch it with your mum. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame, because there's it. Doesn't need no it. need for it at all. What uh, sort of
1: period is it setting? Is it setting a similar... Like a sort of more historical no, it's era? No, or...
0: No, no, it's... Um, modern day? I would say it's modern day, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. There's not much to kind of hang on it, but um, they're trying to rob um, a casino. Right. Which is not far away from the house, so they're tunnelling. So it's not quite the same, it's not a heist. Okay. But they're tunnelling down mm-hmm. into the casino vault. Right. From the house. Okay. Um, but what I do like about the remake, which... I would have liked a bit more of in the original is a bit of backstory mm-hmm. for the characters. Yeah, because the only thing we know, we, we kind of we again we glean mm-hmm. that one round is a Xboxer. boxer Yeah, and he's literally been brought on for muscle. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, because they don't really need. Yeah, they really don't. You know any muscle, but mm-hmm. maybe he's kind of I don't know protection. Yeah. Um, so that's all we know about him mm-hmm. um, we know that Louis is, is a badon mm-hmm. we don't really know any more about that nope. we kind of know that Professor Marcus has spent some time incarcerated mm-hmm. for m- reasons of mental health Yeah. Um, in, in a slightly odd bit do you not know find that bit slightly odd It's it's kind of like not cut together well what the bit towards the end no the bit at the beginning were um where they're talking about involving mrs wilberforce oh yeah and professor marcus is explaining and louis says like this sounds like the kind of um the kind of plan that was dreamt up in a booby hatch oh that's right. what he says. Okay. and mm-hmm. he's referring to like you know something like you'd have to be a loony from the, mm-hmm. the loony bin right know, to have come up with this mm-hmm. and we take from that from from marcus's response mm-hmm that he's too near the knuckle. Yeah, maybe. That he has spent some time, Mm -hmm. you know. But when you first watch it, you just think, what was that about? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he's kind of, he's looking at the back of Professor Marcus's head and then immediately the next shot, he's facing in the other direction. Ah, It's just really weird. It's just a really weird shot. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like they want to imply something but they don't want to, like, come out with it mm-hmm. kind of thing. So these are only, like, little snippets that you know about the characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas Perfect. in the remake, which I'm not, please hear me, I'm not implying it is superior. <laughs> but it is good that you get the backstory of all yeah. the different um, characters involved mm-hmm. and why they're coming on board and what they particularly bring to to the job. Yeah. So, you know, whilst I'm, I don't think this needs a prequel or a sequel, Mm-hmm. Although it would be nice to know what Mrs. Wilberforce spends her money oh, on, um, I don't think it needs a prequel or a sequel. But I would would have liked a little bit more backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the yeah, they're a bit of a funny funniesty mm. bunch to throw yeah, together. Exactly, yeah, it would yeah. be interesting to know. Yeah, um, other things that maybe are... we'll have
1: to get the Blu-ray fiftieth anniversary I know, commentary. I know,
0: maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, there's still a finger injury in the uh, in the remake, slightly mm-hmm. different finger injury um, she's got cats not birds oh okay she's still got runaway animals mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks does have weird teeth in it um, okay and yeah they try and explain away the money because someone said that you know he sold because I think in this one they say he sold his butcher's shop yeah. and trying to, so it's the same kind of thing you know the, she finds the money and mm-hmm. you know they imply that oh he's had to sell his house because you know so there's quite a lot of similarities and mm-hmm. quite a lot of differences okay um They still end up throwing people off a bridge, Mm -hmm. but it's a bridge onto a boat that then goes and dumps rubbish at sea. Oh, okay. So that's slightly more realistic. Yeah. Because that's never coming back, is it? You know, you put a body on one of those things and they're never going to find it. Yeah, probably not. So um, it is worth the watch. Okay. Not with the good gentleman um, because he'll. It, I'd be very upset it's things by it. The television. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly,
1: I've got to buy another terrible. television. Exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> i already had to buy another one. recently. because of yes, because of, uh, yes, because of your city. feline contingent. Yeah, um, but I, I would say it's worth a watch, and it isn't half as bad as people made out. Mm-hmm. I just think, like you said, this is a film that is held in high regard by lots of people. Yeah, um, and anyone touching it, mm-hmm. just. Whatever they did. Um, which wouldn't be good enough, would it? No, I'm sure. But it uh, and it's such a shame because it really is perfect for the Cohen brothers. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not brilliant. Okay. But it is. But if you fun. if you're flicking through channels and it's yeah. on it's yeah. worth a watch. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. I would say so. Any other business? None from me. No. I think the only other interesting. um, Well, I read a little bit about Ealing Studios Mm -hmm. because um, obviously this was 1955, wasn't it? And the Mm -hmm. studios were bought bought out by the BBC in 1955. They ran into financial difficulty. Not sure how, and they just made Mm -hmm. £46,000, but. uh, they ran into financial difficulties. The BBC bought them. They're still used for filming today. Oh, the really? actual studio. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, some scenes from Shaun of the Dead and mm-hmm. Last Night in Soho. Remember? Nice. So that ties it all in. Oh, it with uh, with last month's film. Um, it is undergoing apparently a massive refurbishment over the next year, cool. which will bring it. You know, it'll it'll be one of the most advanced studios in the world. Oh wow! So it's good that it's still mm. still going. It is actually, yeah. Um, and the only other bit of triv, which I thought was fascinating, was that Sir Michael Balcon, who was the head of production at Ealing mm-hmm. at the time when this film was made, is Daniel Day-Lewis' grandfather, <laughs> which you didn't need a to small know. World, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is, <laughs> absolutely. So I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed going back in the day. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. Nice. It's been fun. We should do some more. We should definitely. Well, mm-hmm. I've got another four films in the Ealing box sets. Kind of some coronations on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but what's it going to be next month? I'm afraid. Yes. I'm very afraid.
1: Well, we did miss out last year, didn't we? We did. Christmas.
0: Yeah, we, yeah. We had a. I mean, literally, that film made me ill. I was fine. <laughs> I was absolutely fine. I watched it a couple of times and I got the flu.
1: But on the bright side, you're only going to have to watch it like one more exactly. time now. Exactly. Just this for is...
0: a quick refresher and you've exactly. got your notes already. This is what I'm thinking. I, I reread my notes. I found them early on mm-hmm. and reread my notes and thought, I can't waste this vitriol.
1: We can record
0: it before your body even knows what it's going through. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll go and <laughs> get the flu. i go and, go and get the flu, flu jab first and then, um, yeah, then, then maybe <laughs> oh. we'll. Uh, We'll uh, we'll record Mm -hmm. our thoughts on Love Actually. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Why do you look so much
0: in pain? I've got to watch it. It's got Liam Neeson in it, for (laughs) goodness sake. (laughs) Sorry, Liam, but... Oh, I know. Yeah, and I nearly brought him into uh, Degrees of Richard Curtis actually, but I thought no, next next save it for next, next month. month. <laughs> and I like Liam Neeson,
1: but uh, I, I don't I, know why. I always take the Mick. I like Liam Neeson. I know
0: he's, he's good, but yeah, he's but also been some... his <laughs> own. He has been in some absolute <laughs> tosh. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. Pray for us, dear listeners. <laughs> we're going to go in, we're going to watch Love Actually, and we are going to report back. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll find something good to say about it. Yeah, There must be something. And we're going to eat lots of mince pies while we're yes. doing it too, because oh, that'll make definitely. it a bit easier on yeah. us all, won't it? So. Maybe even a bit of sherry, mm-hmm. some egg- eggnog. Mm. Um, Ooh, a snowball. Oof. Oh yes! Oh yes! Yeah. Snowball Definitely. and some mince pies. Yeah. Well, yeah. While that'll make it, it all worthwhile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we could be going off on all kinds of tangents by we the could. end of it. <laughs> yes,
0: we could. But yes, I think that will uh, that that'll certainly sweeten the pill mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of having to watch it. Yep. Mm. So apologies to anyone who actually likes it, um, but uh, but we we we're going to make it quite clear I think next month that it's not our favourite film. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. It is rewatchable. It is rewatchable. Annoyingly, yeah. yes, it is. Anyways, right, that's for next month. It is, it is for next month. That's just a little trail. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you've enjoyed um, this edition of the She Watchables podcast. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the Lady Killer, sorry, we have spoiled it for you. But to be further clues in the title, it is. Um, and um, yeah, go it watch on your, it. Put it on your Christmas DVD list. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We will see you next month
1: mm-hmm.
0: when it will be almost. Christmas. Yay. Yay. We'll see you then. Good luck shopping, guys. Oh, we'll dear. see you on the other yes. side. Enjoy Black Friday. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> don't buy anything. Be an anti capitalist. smash the system. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Bye bye. Bye bye.